What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys, Adele. And the Baker. Jeez, Baker. I, I thought I was listening to some jazz radio broadcast there for a second. What's with the deep voice, homie? I, I didn't realize I didn't realize I had a deep voice. I mean just you know, puberty, I guess. It's 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 time. You know, it's better late than never, right? Fair fair enough. Um What's, what's happening, up? Baker? How you doing, homie? I'm great. Why don't you tell the folks what we're back with? We're back with the one, the only, the best, bar none, by far. Make up other words in there. Real Salt Lake based soccer podcast, Scarf Life. That was a very extra intro. Hey, man, it's been a while. We missed last week, so I'm making up for it. Yeah. Baker, are you yeah. drinking anything? Because I want to tell you what I'm drinking. Yeah, it's actually pretty – no, I'm not. But you should definitely let the folks know what you got going on because it's kind of, a, you know, kind of an interesting, interesting mix. Well, so here's the thing. I think I've mentioned this before. I'm a simple dude, man. Like, I will drink beer, and I mean simple beer, right? Miller High Life is the top of my list of everyday beer. The other thing I enjoy very much is whiskey, bourbon, most specifically. Once in a while, I will wander and do other things. Now, I realized there was a trend of late where they finish beers in whiskey barrels. And they charge extra for it. Never cared for that. I was at the liquor store, at the Utah liquor store. By the way, if Utahns don't drink, I am not a unicorn right now. Jeez. Man, have you been to the liquor store here lately? Line uh, around the building every single time. Every yeah. single time I've been. Yeah. yeah was, I mean, I, I think most of that stems from the fact that only X amount of people can be in the store at any given time. Yeah, I'm sure that doesn't that that doesn't hurt the lines either. So I'm in there and I find um and I'm I wasn't looking for it, but then I it kind of came across it as Jameson. When I think of Jameson, I think of late night college nights, blackout drunk. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was the last time I had Jameson. But then I saw Jameson and it's called the IPA edition. And basically they finished the Jameson in a beer barrel. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll try it. So I'm trying it right now. So that's what I'm drinking, our cell nation. I hope, unless you are driving, I was gonna say unless it's early in the morning, but I don't care. I unless mean, you drive. It's also unless a podcast. Driving, so you gotta remember you're driving, go get your drink while you listen to the rest of this. Because you know what? You might need it. Yeah, you take, you, take you, it away while I pour. You only sound better the less sober people become. I would point out that this is a podcast, and if I was a betting man, I would say that most of the people listening right now are probably at the gym or at work. Well, that's fine. Just don't be driving. I mean, unless you. <laughs> and now, now we know why uh, why you enjoy the gym so much. There it is. There's the secret to. <laughs> <laughs> to, to just you know you got to find the time got to find time for yourself you just get a little more enthusiastic is all i'm saying yeah people yeah. say you get dehydrated but so what you look better when you're dehydrated provided for a short period of time but just, you do it's it's like it's like what's his name um what's dog cancer guy name rito no left salt lake rsl because of yeah, the dog burrito cancer. 
Burrito, yeah. That's it's like burrito. Said. It's like burrito. I thought you said Rio for some reason. Oh. It's like burrito. It's here for a very short period of time, <laughs> but it's good while it lasts. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Jameson. We're not here to talk about gyms. I will double down. Do not drink and drive. Thank you very much. The Baker, why don't we get into the podcast? Yeah, I was well, going to say, what man. What we got going today? I mean, you know, I feel like the last time, A, first things first, I feel like we better be getting a check from the good folks over at Jameson for that intro. Uh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure we're gonna make a bump in their stock prices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That All was not sponsored. To listen to us. Um, no, man. It's the last time we talked to these good folks. We had just gotten bounced in spectacular fashion out of the MLS's back uh, tournament. Well, it was spectacular. You mean the Corona tournament? Yeah, it was yeah, COVID Cup uh, in five-two fashion, two red cards, all that fun stuff, and. I, I don't know if you went and re-listened to that episode, but I think you could feel the frustration in our voices. Um, since then, Orlando uh, has apparently become just a powerhouse <laughs> in MLS's back cup play. Um, they are playing the final right now against uh, Portland. And it is 1-1, last we heard, as we are recording this. So... It'll be interesting to see what happens. It's crazy what that organization's done. But yeah, uh, since then, we've also gotten a phase one schedule. We know our next six opponents and our next six matches, and we know when they'll be played and where they'll be played. And we'll begin into that a little bit. And uh, yeah, and then we'll talk about the new playoff format. Not really new playoff format, but the playoff format, you know, what it all means, and maybe state of RSL. So, well, you know, it's it's basically the everybody makes the playoffs playoffs this year, basically. Remember, okay, so a couple of things. One, uh, yeah, let's not talk about the tournament too much. There was a shit joke from our side. Excuse my French. I am drinking Jameson, so I'm sure it's the least offended you will be tonight from me. So I don't I honestly don't think we should talk about the tournament very much. It was, I mean, we have covered it as much as possible. Secondly, I'm glad you mentioned our. Tone of voice after being bounced from that tournament. Here's a fun fact: a couple of weeks ago, I was going back because I'm doing research because you know I'm an educated guy and I like to make sure that we do this podcast to the highest quality possible. And as you can see, I'm doing a damn bad job right now. But that's not the point. I actually listened to one of our podcasts, and it was right after you and I got back to my house, sitting at my kitchen table, the night. We lost 5-1 or 5-2 to LAFC. Quality was real good, by the way. But, man, you can tell in our voices we just lost <laughs> really badly. That was the one. So that's one of the things you get here, RSL Nation. You get the voice of the nation. That's who we are. But the Baker, let's skip that if you don't mind. Let's talk about this um, continuation format. Did you call it phase one? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's like I have no idea what happened. What do you mean? So is what happens after the six games or is that it? No, no. That's like, there's, I mean, just based off of quick math, I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to be three phases of six games each totaling the 18 games for the rest of the regular season that we were promised. Right. But I was also promised to do all sorts of things in my life and never happened. Does the math add up here? Because we're in the middle of August. If I remember correctly, our first game is like 
twenty somethings mm-hmm. of August. Right. So by the time that phase one is done, we're through August, almost through September, if I remember no, correctly. Not at all. The dates here. Yeah. At it, least halfway through September. It's six games. Right. So th- I th- I think you're you're thinking of a time back under uh you know, pre COVID when there'd be like a week between matches and then every once in a while there's like a Wednesday game and you know, we end up talking about, you know, the impact that travel has and it's a Wednesday game and, you know, who's going to get rested and how deep are we and who's going to play and who do you save and all that fun stuff. So phase one, six matches today, as we are recording this, it is the 11th, six games will be played by RSL by September 12th. Oh, excuse me. Say that again. Yeah. Uh, that was not the Jameson. That was you saying what you said. So Today, today is August 11th. Mm-hmm. By the end of September 12th, assuming you know everything goes oh, according to plan. Hold on. Before September 12th uh, or 11th, uh, it starts on like the 22nd of August, doesn't it? Yeah. So next Saturday is our first game away. So I mean, let's get into that. So August 22nd is not this Saturday, not the 15th, but the Saturday after. So yeah, mm-hmm. there is a whole like you know 10 days between now and our actual first game. So in the span of, what is that, uh, 7, 14, uh, 20, 21 days, we'll have played six games. Um, you know, I, I think everyone's talking about depth. Everyone's talking about how good their bench is. Everyone's talking about how good their academy is. This thing's going to test it because RSL isn't the, you know, it isn't the exception here. Like there are other schedules that are that look like this. I mean, so our first three games, 22nd at Colorado, 26th at home against LAFC, and then the 29th in Portland. If you just had to travel to those three towns in that span, you'd be exhausted. If you had to play 90 games of soccer three times in that span of days, you know, like it's beyond professional athlete in my opinion. Like it is, I think there's going to be some guys getting opportunities to play whose names we can't pronounce yet because there's no way you have, you know, a starting 11 that handles all that travel handles that congested schedule and plays well. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you mean 90 minutes, uh, but on top of all of that, yeah, that's, it's a weird format. If I'm a player, well, depends. If I'm Kyle Beckerman, I'm pissed. But if I'm a young and 19, 20-year-old out of the academy, I'm thinking, hell yeah, let's do this. I get some time. I can actually do something here. And as a fan, I'm like, heck yeah, man, play every day. <laughs> you know, I'll watch every day if I can. So right. it's, it's an interesting conundrum. It's, it's one of those, can you have too much of a good thing from a fan's perspective. But like you said, all of the teams, and and let's be fair, I've been watching the Italian League, the English League, uh, some of the German League. Everyone's schedule was expedited, understandably so, right? So everyone raises the same question, the same point. And we will get into the schedule itself because I have some opinions on the schedule, and I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, 
is it equivalent equivalent to every other year? No, absolutely not. Never. We have never played what is it, six games in like it's basically three and a half days average between games. We have played three games in seven days before. I remember us talking about it, but that was a once in ten years occurrence. We have played three games in eight days more often than three games in seven days. Right. But I remember the three games in seven days very very clearly, and they were once in a year, and that year was every like fifth year or something, right? But yeah, it's rare. But every everyone has to do it. Like, does this mean this is going to give you the best teams out of the league? No, it's going to give you the best equipped teams to handle this thing. So it's unfair. Yeah. It's unfair for everyone. Again, let me go back to the basics, man. As a fan, as a diehard, I'll take it. Play every night if we can. Yeah, I might see, be the only jazz fan who actually likes back-to-backs. Like, play it. I like them. Have you ever watched baseball when they have two games in a single day? Like, hell yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, baseball, like, you know, no disrespect to baseball, but like, you know, short bursts of energy for like very brief periods of time. Like you're not, you know, you're not yeah. expected to no, run for 90 I'm not, I'm minutes. Not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to compare. They also play six days in a row sometimes. No, right. I, I, I also think it's like, I get what you're getting at. Like, obviously it's kind of cool. It's super exciting. You know, soccer's back. Hey, home soccer is back and we'll get into all that. But like, I think there's also a part of me that, you know, I remember watching some of that MLS's, but not some, I watched every single RSL game of the MLS's back tournament, obviously. Um, but like, I think we'd be lying if we said the product didn't suffer at times. Like, I think by the time you get to September 2nd, September 5th, like, you, you know, like, like I get what you're getting at. Like, yeah, it's cool. And like, it's, it's, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see some guys like get their opportunity, but I also think there's going to be some games where it's like, you know, like, like who's going to roll out the worst lineup and just kind of concede the feat. You know, like, like I, I worry that in a rush to have a quote unquote regular season, we're also kind of sacrificing the the product a little bit. Um, well, let me, let me, let me ask you a simple, simple, simple question. I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to first preface it with my point as I usually do before I ask you the question. Right. And my preface is this. When I'm watching, I don't know, say Portland play Houston. I'm, yeah. Okay. I'm just literally picking two random shitty teams. Well, I mean, Portland's playing in the MLS Cup is... Like I said, two shitty teams. Um, I would like to see a quality game. If I'm just an objective observer, like I have no horse in a race, regular season game, right? not really big impact on us. You know, I would like to see objectively quality game, high quality, if at all possible. There's that. Right. When I'm watching RSL play, the only reason I even care about quality at all is because I need to pay attention to it so that you and I can BS on this podcast about it. I don't care about quality. I want the goals. I want the wins. I want the points. That's all I care about. Right. Whether maybe Freddie himself has to suit up. Sure. And get out there. I don't care, man. DLH, DLH, I'm sure he's got six minutes in him, you know, at like 
whatever I, forward. I don't, I don't know about that, but okay. No, he'll lose six minutes to forward because we don't play the ball up <laughs> up top enough. <laughs> right, he can just have to make a run. up there. Right. Yeah. So I don't care who. I, I don't care about the quality. I care about the outcome. Now, obviously, long term quality matters because that's how you get the wins and the points and the goals and all that stuff. Right. But, but, but what suits me or what gives me peace is that everybody, as far as I can tell, is in the same boat as we are. Yeah, for now, sure. Now think about. What what if you're an LAFC? And let's let's just for example and say let's just say Vela is back, right? right. We don't have that six seven million dollar player. If you're playing three games in seven days, you have to figure out whom to bench and where to bench them. I think our <laughs> options are easier. We don't have that overwhelming unless you think we do. I mean, the mirror mm. and maybe Everton. But we don't. Other than that, we don't have that overwhelming one guy that you cannot bench, at least based on like dollar figures. I know we yeah, all I mean, think we also have performance, but yeah. So, anyways, that that's my point. Um, yes, will the objective quality suffer? Yes. If I don't have an MLS team that I'm rooting for, I'm probably not watching half of this stuff. I don't care. Uh, that's not me, though. Right, that's not us. No one that listens to us does not have <laughs> a horse in this race. Right. So I would just remind us that yeah, the quality objectively might actually will not 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 might will suffer. Right. Right. I will put money on the fact that it will suffer. There is a chance it will not. These young guns can come out blazing, whatever. But uh, it, it's the same for everyone. So let the die. Let you know. Let the chips fall where they may at this point. Yeah, I mean, like. Obviously, soccer, home markets, regular season, cool. And like, yeah, like RSL, you know, will at some point inevitably like roll out the academy and we're still going to watch and we're still going to support. But like, I, you know, I don't mean quality just like in watchability. I also mean like quality in these are going to count for points and, you know, these are going to count for playoff standings. And um, it, it it's almost like, you know, be, because there is so much weight in these six games, it, it it's almost like I'd rather have, you know, take out two games and have it be a 12 game season or something. And, and all of a sudden it becomes slightly, you know, better and more watchable. Um, I get what you're getting at. And I think the, the, you know, the example that you brought up, like I, I get what you're going for, but I think it's worth remembering that he wasn't there for, the MIB tournament and they did, they still did very well. Um, you know, I think with, with RSL, like there isn't a guy that's a difference maker, but I also think that there's so many games. I mean, other than Everton, I think you can't bench Everton ever. <laughs> um, you know, but there's nobody that I think has to see the field. So I, I don't know if that's an advantage or a disadvantage going into this. Um, one guy that we don't have to worry about, uh, scheduling is Kyle Beckerman. He will be missing the first game due to a red. And if I'm not mistaken, he will also be missing the second game due to an additional penalty. Turns out kicking the ball at the ref at the end of a game. That was such BS. That, that was a Kyle a move. Two, that is not a two game suspension. No, I was, I was on board with that's a red. He knew what he was doing. 
Right. Come on, man. How fragile are your feelings if you are putting him in? First of all, give him a red card for that, right? I mean, I I know he knows, he knows, and I know, and the ref knows what he was doing. But it's not like he kicked the ball at the dude. I mean, right? He, not like no, he, he, he no. I, I mean, it was yellow. I can see no, a definitely talking, a red. But I can I can even see I can even see like a come on man. We have known each other for years because Carl's been around for longer than God in this league, so he knows all these guys. Like right you now, no, you seemed, no, come on, you can't kick the ball in malice at weird. an official. You can't. That was not in malice. I did not it was, see that. It was one hundred percent in malice. It was after a whistle. It was after the game. He kicked it at him. He didn't have kick it hard. Seen, it wasn't have hard. You seen, have you seen Carl Beckerman actually kick the ball on goal before? Have you heard of a Carl yes. Beckerman? No, no, no. It, sure it, it, it wasn't the full power. I will give you that. Full but it power. doesn't. It wasn't, it wasn't even a quarter of 1% of the it, power. Yes, he, he it was did. like it was like one of one tenth. It was like point it was like a. It was like a it was like a lob was, tap. Yeah, he on like the ball. Yes. That being said, that you is still not can't worth do that. Two games suspension. That is a fragile freaking referee who well, the ref gave him the red i think the disciplinary committee gave him the additional game and i don't think the ref well if the ref doesn't give him a red then no it that's, even a red. Go to- that's a red that's a no. red that's a red it was i thought initially it was a red but i was also depressed because we lost and we were out in the whole nine yards no, whatever for sure a red like and then he like nah, he swears nah. at him after the game nah, he's I, in his face like that's that's a red that's a red every day of the week. Face. He, he went was, to his face to say what and he was in his I mean, face after he gave him the red. That, let can't. me just say this way. Listen, you break a dude's leg, it's a two-game suspension. That's not a two-game suspension. That's some BS right there. Anyways. No, you're wrong, man. Like that, like that's, that's, that's the definition of red. And, and no. I, I, maybe the additional game is a little steep. But yeah, at no point was that ever going to be anything other than a red card. Nah. And I think you're a little blinded by love to the, to disagree. Another I think, guy. I think if the ref literally looks 15 degrees further to any side, he doesn't even notice that happening. And it, it's not even a yellow in that case. It's not even something that's talked about. Right. I, it it was wasn't just, an accident though. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm still playing the ball. I'm trying to complete a pass. It yeah, was like, I'm going to not, hit you with the ball. Not hard, but I'm still going to hit you with the ball. You can't do that. You can't do that. Okay. So listen, I've been mad at the ref many times before. You're not a professional athlete. Your anecdotal evidence does has zero clout here. Zero not anecdotal evidence. It's it is. Evidence. It, in no, that no. moment, do you, okay. Let me ask you this question: Do you think? Do you think in that moment anyone sits back and says, "I'm a professional athlete," right? No, no. it's Kyle. You're He's just pissed. A human being. You're right. A human being. That is. But that doesn't make consequences go away. Uh, just just because you're human doesn't mean you shouldn't have consequences to your actions. The consequence to kicking a ball at a ref is a red. Throwing things at the ref is a red. That's a red. He, that's he a red. Gently, that's been a red since I watched soccer. If if that no, when was the last time you saw a red that was like that? When was the last time you saw a red? I haven't that, seen a player be dumb enough to throw something at a ref or kick something at a ref in a very long time. Every end because they of all the know game. it's a red. Almost every end of every soccer game, a player hands the ball to the ref. That's not the same as kicking it at him. Yeah, sometimes they kick it at him. Okay, that is okay. 
a guy waiting to have the ball passed to him so he can put it away or like restart the play is different than no, the dude the has the game. His... I'm talking about literally the exact same scenario. No, no. That was in malice. That's the difference. It was done just, with three, disrespect it's, it's, in mind. What? Well, that first of all, that guy didn't deserve respect. You don't just get respect. Secondly, no, that, that officiating was wasn't the reason we lost that game. Don't, 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 don't do this. Don't I, be an RSL fan right now. Be logical. No, I, I, I didn't say any of that. I said that guy doesn't deserve respect. That's a whole different story. But more importantly, if it was actually done in malice, we all know how hard Kyle Beckerman can kick the ball. Right, and that, then, it, then it'd be like a four-game suspension. Nah. Yeah. Well, yeah. then he should have kicked it harder. Okay, and maybe, maybe that's then the takeaway from gone this. Out maybe, maybe that's the takeaway from this. If you're going to do it, hurt the guy. Or at least, at least hit him hard enough to hear that him. Is, I will, nobody is ever going to convince me that is worth a two-game suspension. If, right. that, if that fragile little ego of the referee does not react. It's not react. an ego thing. Hold you on, can't hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me finish here. If that little fragile, so let me restart so I can restate the whole thing for the third time. If that little fragile ego of that referee does not get offended because the ego is fragile and does not give him a red card, we don't even talk about this. The, the, the disciplinary committee does not even look at it. I mean, literally, that is where it is. Disagree with me on that. Don't disagree with me on whether it should or shouldn't be. But tell me, if you may, do you think that if that's not a red card by the ref, that's a two-game suspension? That's the last on this. Say that one more time. If that is not a red card on the field, right. on the pitch, by the ref, yeah. Is this a two-game suspension by the disciplinary oh, committee? Uh, maybe not two, but at least one, yeah. Yeah, no, no, but that's the thing. It is a red card on the field every time. Every time I've, I've seen a player throw a boot, I forget what league or when, I've seen a player take off a boot and throw it at a ref, not even hit the ref. It whizzed by his ear, get a red card. That's a red card. That is a red card right, every right, day of the week. On. Let's move on. We will not agree. You have the right to be wrong. Let's move on. Where Dude, are we? you're insane. You are we're literally talk- drinking crazy pills. Uh, we we're, were talking about another guy that isn't going to be there is yeah. uh, M. Silva. So we, we, we short a CB on this one. Uh, luckily, Netum will most likely be back for those first couple games. We get to have his steady presence in the back. But, yeah, those two red cards, uh, you know, really coming back to bite us you know that it's not a bad trade-off for me silva out net him in if that's how it works out we obviously want him there because such short turnarounds between games but uh yeah anyway so let's talk about the schedule a little bit six games and what did you say like 17 days 15 18 yeah, like 19 three, days three, like like 21 days or something yeah yep. So, uh, who is on the schedule? I know that Colorado is on there twice. I know LAFC is on there once. Who else is on there? Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the that's the only blessing we're getting out of this. Uh, so, yeah, we start off on the road against Colorado, then at home against LAFC, then on the road to Portland, then at home to the Seattle Sounders, then away to Minnesota United. And then we finish off phase one of our schedule with a good old-fashioned home game against the Colorado Crapids. So basically, it's Portland, it's Portland, Seattle, LAFC, LAFC, Minnesota. 
Minnesota. Yeah, those are every single one of those is what I consider a powerhouse club in the West at this point. Um, I mean, Colorado didn't look all that good in in the uh, tournament, but you're right. They, I mean, they look well. They look good in their last game against Minnesota, I think, and. Well, they have a lot of weapons. That's one of those clubs that can always break out. Obviously, LAFC is a powerhouse, has been for a long time. Right. Um, Seattle is still the defending champion, if I remember correctly. Right. <laughs> Seems like it's been a while, but uh, it hasn't. It's just been a regular while. Uh, and then who, who, well, Minnesota. Minnesota and Portland. And yeah, Portland's Minnesota, currently. Absolutely. And Portland is in the in the finals of the, of the cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a rough rough six games man i mean it, it's yeah i think you it's throw the western in, conference but it's still a rough six games right for sure it, it it's i i don't know what the you know what the criteria is going to look like for phase two and phase three of the schedule and like what you know maybe phase three is going to be all like um weaker teams i i'm from having looked at other clubs um having a look at other club schedules, I'm getting the sense, not getting the sense. It's very clear that like strength of schedule and a balanced schedule, schedule, <clears throat> excuse me, is out the window. Um, Portland plays Seattle like two times or something. Um, the New York's play each other a bunch of times. I think Miami, Orlando and Atlanta all play each other. Like that's, you know, like four games right there or something. Um, they're they're very clearly going for kind of like a rivalry matchups, you yeah. know. Um, it, it's yeah, it's brutal to say. They're, the they're, least. they're basically they're going for what's going to put eyes on TV screens at this point. I was going to yeah. say button seats, but we'll talk about it in just a second. Right. Um, you know what, man? I don't. Well, I'll ask you your opinion on this. Let's just you really have to talk about the schedule in detail. Um, I, I will tell you and you will tell me what, what I think, what we think will be the outcome of these six games and points. But I have no problem with that. I, I understand where they're coming from, man. They they gotta make some money back. Right? They have to make some money back. They have to put some right. eyes on screens. I don't mind playing Colorado twice. Actually, our entire schedule. I I, I even if I'm an objective kind of casual of Real Salt Lake, I'm tuning into all of those games. Uh, maybe the Minnesota one is not interesting to me on paper if I'm a casual, not to me. But hell, I'm turning into Colorado RSL. I've heard about that being a rivalry, right? We all hate LA. We cannot tell the difference between the LAFC and the Los Angeles Galaxy. And you can't even tell the difference between them and the Lakers, right? Um, I get what they're doing. It's I don't I have no problem with it. I think at this point, putting some games on TV that we will watch should supersede the schedule fair. Your thoughts. Yeah, I mean like I think fairs out the window. That being said, if there's a supporter shield that's being awarded in the year, I think I'd be pretty pissed about that. But yeah, for the most part, it's going to be like, let's you know, who who can play whom when? Well, let's get some, let's get some uh, games on on the television, get some of that sweet sweet ad revenue. Like th- that's what it is. It's the reality of it, and I think being upset about that isn't going to do anybody any favors. 
Yeah. I think as far as the actual games themselves, um, I got to be honest with you, I'm looking at this. I think we get more than I think we get more than eight points. That's a win for me out of these six Ooh, games. Okay, I like that. Let's, yeah. let's get into that. So six games. I had us a nine. Yeah, where did so, you get your eight from? So I I have us beating the Rapids twice. I I, I think realistically, you know, August twenty second, we we roll out a, a good starting eleven, and then the largest gap between games is actually a full week of rest between the Minnesota United game on September 5th and the second Colorado Rapids game on September 12th. So we'll have time to rest our like starters. And I think our starting 11 is still objectively better than their starting 11. And for whatever reason, Colorado Rapids just can't seem to, can't seem to get, get excited for RSL games. I were their boogeyman. Um, I, you know, I almost feel bad for their fans at this point. So I've got two wins there. Um, you know, the Colorado bookends. And so that's six. And then I've got us, um, you know, getting a tie against Seattle at home and then maybe a tie against Portland on the road, just kind of stealing one. And then LAFC in my book is a loss and the Minnesota United game is a loss. Huh. Yeah. So you have or, us beating- or, or somewhere, basically that middle block, I kind of envisioned two ties and the other others being losses. Looking at it, maybe the Minnesota United game becomes the tie instead of the Portland Timbers game. Yeah. See, I have us either at seven or nine. I have us either winning both games against Colorado or maybe tying one of those. And I have us beating Minnesota. Because Freddie, Freddie is not a good quick turnaround coach, but he's a good strategist when he has time. And he just saw us lose or not do well against Minnesota. We didn't lose. We tied. But it was <laughs> – I'm not even sure if we can call that a soccer game that happened in Orlando. So I have us at nine from there unless we drop a goose egg, you know, in one of the Colorado games and we tie. So I have us at nine. So neither of us are super optimistic is what we're saying here. We have no. us losing at least three games, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think at this point, like I'm, I'm all for fandom. I'm all for showing up for your club. I'm all for being excited for the, you know, Claret and Cobalt. But, but I think, I think it's also like, let, let's get real about, you know, quote unquote, the state of the union here. Like we just got a five-two thrashing, uh, a game where we were outplayed for all ninety minutes. I think we're going to call a spade a spade. Yep. The wheels kind of fell off the bus. And then our coach had a very optimistic, almost Kassar-esque press conference yeah. after that. Like, like let's 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 get real about where we are right now. I the conference pissed me off more than the actual performance because you just said it Kassar-esque. Yeah, I mean, you know, not not here to like like I don't I don't know enough about Freddie yet to know what his style is going to be. And and I get it. There's some dudes that when everything goes horribly wrong, it's kind of like glass half full. I appreciate the outlook, but sometimes there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that, yo, this glass is almost empty. You just got thrashed. Like, let's, let's talk about it. You know, like that's, yeah. that, that's it necessary. It um, was Jason Christ, man. That's yeah. what Jason Christ did for this team. That's what for Jerry sure. Stone did for the jazz. I mean, call a spade a spade, right? At the end of the day. And and I, I think to be clear, like you can do that without calling out specific guys and mentioning names. Like there are ways to not 
sit there and, and be just positive for the entire press conference. Yeah, you don't have to be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like th- there are ways to you know voice displeasure and voice concern and put you know put put things into practice. Um, you know that being said, I wasn't in the locker room after that game. I don't you know maybe maybe he's tearing dudes apart in private and he's just putting on a face for the media. Like it it could be could be that well so yeah i have a hard time envisioning that personally i I do think he's yes but remember when he's putting on a when he's putting on a face for the media he's putting putting on a face for the fans because there's a lot more fans than media because if there weren't fans there would not be media right so i'm not sure if i'm sure this they have a pr department this doesn't get lost in translation when freddie talks to the media he's not talking to the freaking reporters he's talking to the fans and we as fans would like him to actually say, hey, man, this sucks. This was horrible. This was bad. This was bad. We got to fix this. Right. And here's maybe how I'm going to fix it. Maybe give me an inspirational method or, right. or whatever. But don't tell me. And Don't and, tell me, you know, you just, I just saw a turd. Right. You tell me it's a rose. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think at least tell me it's a piece of coal or something. Right. Like, you know? I, I think we'd have more patience for it if it was like 3-2 and, you know, like. It was real, like real tight. And- no, no, I disagree with that. So no, let's get into that no. for a second. I disagree. I think the opportunity was awesome. But you mean we'll have more patience for like a pep talk? Yes. Yeah, I like think in that case, was, you can be was, more positive. He was given and handed an opportunity to, to like carve his place into RSL Nation's hearts right there. You know who did that really well? His predecessor, Mr. Pepke. Right. Yeah, right. and and... I think ultimately, like coaches have to respond to the environment that they are handed for, you know, like, like I remember in history class, we were doing like a whole like leadership thing. And, you know, Winston Churchill would never go down in history as like a quote unquote great leader, except for this little thing called World War II was going on. And it was like, he was the man for the job at the time. I think Petke was the man for the job at the time. I, I think he brought what RSL needed. I think having somebody like Freddie do that whole like rah rah, we're gonna come back, and, you know, rip off heads and like th- that would almost be, you know, it, it's not what we need. Uh, I think as a, as a team and as a fan base, but it also would probably come off as a little bit disingenuine. I mean, at least at least for my sake. Well, seat. it's 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 disingenuine because it's not him. It, it right, that's be, what I mean. Right, it would be disingenuous. You are, you're absolutely right. But hey, at least no one's calling anyone puto these days. Remember that shit? That guy literally got fired over calling some ref a puto. I, I think we're um, on like the year anniversary of that. Yeah, I think everybody, rem- I, I don't think there's an RSL fan alive right now that doesn't remember that. No, I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a group out there right now that got him fired that kind of wishes they didn't. But we won't get into that. Fair. I, I'm just from a tactical standpoint, and from like guys that are getting minutes. You know, I I don't think we were gonna win anything with Petke at the helm either. You know, yeah. like like it's I I think we outgrew him anyway, and I don't think he was. I don't think his. I don't know how we suddenly started talking about Petke. Not why did you have to even bring that up, honestly? But I think because you you were talking about uh, uh Freddie's uh, post game interview, right? But like. With with Petke, I don't think his record was one where it it justified like dealing with all of the stuff that wasn't soccer, right? Mike Petke was nowhere near a great coach, right? Like a, let's just like he was, his, a, he was the 
he was his a substitutions good were beyond practice. Yes, he was. He was a he was a guy that builds pride, and he's like your yep. head cheerleader. You get super excited. You know, you fight for him, but ultimately not like this master tactician. I think Freddie has been an improvement yeah. there tenfold All from tactics, other than right. substitutions. Yeah, yeah and, and I think that's where that's the thing what we need to do now like that's the next kind of gap we need to fill i don't know if freddie's the long-term solution just based off of what i've seen of mls's back i've got some very serious doubts but maybe maybe the roster isn't as good as you and i think maybe this is a front office issue anyway well, we, we, uh, i don't think the roster is that good to start with I, I and think, i and then, yeah. and then and then on top of that let's not get into these details because i'm sure we're going to record next week and we have another couple of topics so one at least that we need to cover and we're running late or long here, but I don't think we're making the most out of the, look at it from an ingredients or cooking perspective. We're not making the most out of the ingredients we have, in my opinion. But listen, I don't get paid. I'm not sure what Freddie gets paid. Probably six figures at least, right? I don't get paid six figures to figure out how to use those ingredients. What I do know is this my job at the level that he's doing his right now, I will not have a job. That's one of the very few things I respect about teams like Atlanta United. Now let's just go overseas for a second. Juventus. Juventus fired their coach the day after they got kicked out of the uh, Champions League. Is that a healthy behavior? No, but it also sets an example. We expect winning. And by the way, the dude won them the Serie A, got them to the final of the Coppa Italia, and then lost in the Champions League uh, round of 16, I think it was. He got fired. Famously, Mourinho got fired from Chelsea after winning the, the double. He won the Premier League and the Cup, Champions League, and got fired. And same thing happened in Atlanta this year. Right? It's Atlanta United. They're still a new team, but they have a history of winning. They're built on winning. They were the worst team, I would argue, in the entire MLS's bag tournament. What happened the day after their um, participation in the tournament was over? Coach got canned. Yeah, I mean... There is something to expecting or setting the expectation of winning. Is it healthy? No, it's not healthy. If you want a regular job, it's not the job for you. If you're coming in to run a, I'm not sure what RSL is worth these days, but probably hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, the MLS license alone is $250 million, right? Then you have the stadium, the academies, you know, the TV rides, the players. It's probably maybe even close to a billion dollars. Enterprise? Yeah, there's some pressures with it. You perform or you're gone. I think DLH strikes me like the kind of guy that Lloyd Hansen, owner of RSL, in case we have some new kids on this here podcast, strikes me like the kind of guy that in every other aspect of his business life, that's how he, that's how he proceeds and acts. At least from everything I've heard from people who have worked for him, and I've worked with a lot of people who have worked with him or for him in the past, and I'm, I think you have as well. Actually, you have before me, I think. Yeah. Why not in this case? I love Freddie. I'm not asking for Freddie's head. I think Freddie should have an opportunity. But I also think at the end of the day, man, if it's not happening, it's, it, you're done. 
It, it should be that simple. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's. I, I think, I think a lot of this podcast is still remnants of that San Jose game. If we're gonna be totally honest, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Freddie comes out and something happened in the last two weeks, and all of a sudden we've got a group that's crazy dynamic and good, and they play off of each other very well, and we've got substitution patterns down to like an art, um, you know. And in which case, we gotta probably eat some crow, and that'll be that. I uh-huh. hope so. So yeah. that's what I'm trying to like. I'm not. I'm not here. I'm not like the other guys who's like trying to make a point or prove a point and want to get my way. I hope I'm freaking wrong. I hope Freddie is the best coach we've ever had. I hope we go on to win all the championships. He get all the ladies in all the worlds with his wife's permission, obviously. I'm assuming he's married. Is he not? I don't know. I, I don't know, man. That took a weird turn. Um. But what I'm trying. What I'm trying to say no, here is no, like, no more Jameson to- before a podcast for you. I think. It's not the Jameson, man. It's, I'm, my he, my head hasn't been clearer in a while. Yeah, that's the Jameson um, talking. It's <laughs> ah, that's that's good. That that's a good point. Look, man, I'm not. I'm I'm rooting for Freddie. I want Freddie to. Yeah, win we all are, him. obviously. And let's just. But but at the end of the day, I don't want to. How okay? How long was Kassar around as head coach? Was it two years, two and a half years? Yeah, I mean, I think it was like three, closer to three. How many how many years too long do you think? I mean probably you know at least a couple. Yeah. I, I think it was <laughs> very least, obvious. At at most two, most of his of tenure. tenure. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I don't know how long it was off the top of my head. Yeah, but probably so two, let's not make two thirds. Yeah, for sure. And and ultimately we don't you know, we don't get to make that oh, call, but way, we do sorry, get to talk I, about it. Just in case there's a chance that he's listening to this, Kassar. I met him. We met him. Remember? Yeah, nice met guy. Him at that, uh, I love that dude, man. I, I thought I thought Jeff uh, Kassar was one of the nicest persons I've ever met in my life. Yeah, sounded nice. Super coach nice, nice guy. Yep. He, he so was that's a, not. He was a player's like, coach. Yeah. Listen, yeah. the Baker. Right. It, you if, can be bad at your job and still be a nice person. Like those. Those aren't mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man. Over the next month, we do four podcasts. You don't bring your A game. I'm gonna call you out. Dude, let's just acknowledge the fact I've been carrying this for like the last year and a half minimum. <laughs> so there's that. Okay. Well, let's two and a half. But that's not the point. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I get what so, you're getting at. Yes. Yeah. At, at some point. And, and, and I, mean I, I, I do you, think man, phase I one. You, and I love Jeff Kassar, but it all, you know, like we have to, at some point, we have to become are we winners or not? Are we winners? Are we willing to wait five years to make the playoffs? We yeah, as an I, organization, and by we, I mean we all know there's a this is a one man show. It's Deloy Hansen, right? There's no misconception here. This is this is not a uh, what's it called democracy. This is a DLHocracy. There's one man that run actually runs this show, and it's all up to whether Deloy Hansen is okay with not having a winning culture at his club, regardless of the price. And I think he's okay with not having it. I don't yeah, think he's yeah, making agree with money. That. I don't think he's making money. That's I where I disagree. Yeah, no, he's not. Well, I mean, have you looked okay. at these investments, man? 50 million yeah. here, so, 100 million there, it adds up. I, I don't think this is like the prime motivator, but I, I would also, I, I would caution, let's look at where he's investing it. He tends to invest in things that he knows the value of will usually like 
you don't have to be a real estate expert to recognize that the academy out in Harriman will be at some point you will be able to sell that asset for more than it costs you to create that asset. That's just a fact. Um, especially when you are in real estate. Um, I, I, I think it's worth looking like, don't get me wrong. I think as far as owners go, we've, we've got a pretty decent one. Um, I do think he is financially okay with RSL. Kind of, and like, I think let's be clear, like our bad years, and, and I do think this might be one of the bad years, are still pretty good. Like I still think we make the playoffs, especially now that it's, you know, eight teams out of the West. Um, I still think we make the playoffs. Maybe we even eliminate a team in the first round. And, and then that'll be it. You know, like I don't think we walk away with silverware. But I, I, I think solid mid-table, mid-tier, have a few upsets, you know, yeah. win a few in spectacular fashion, lose a few in spectacular fashion. And like, and, and, and you know, I, I don't think it's like, I, I almost envy the, the Colorado Rapids. Like, you know it's a tire fire. Like, you are objectively the worst team in the league. That is a fact. That is not up for discussion. <laughs> Right. That's a weird envy, but yeah, okay. We'll but see. but because it forces the conversation, like, hey, it's clearly unacceptable. I think RSL is in a weird spot, and I think we've been in this spot since probably 2014 or 2015, if we're going to be honest, where, like, we don't have to have this conversation, and I and I think that's where you and I are venting some of this frustration. Like, we don't, yeah. like, we we could continue on the route we are on, probably indefinitely. And Rio Tinto, assuming COVID comes to an end sometime in the near future, and Rio Tinto would continue being as full as it is. You know, we're not going to see crazy drop-offs. Ticket sales will continue. Got people will renew their season tickets. Everyone will buy a jersey every once in a while. Um, you know, like like we're, we're we're passing, but it's like a C. Like you can do better. Well, uh, let me. May I? In case anyone who's not an RSL and MLS fan is listening and everyone that is listening, I think what you're saying is, correct me if I'm wrong here, you're projecting and predicting that we, Real Salt Lake, are going to be in a medium to long term, even immediate term, the Everton of Major League Soccer as compared to EPL. Yeah, yeah. Mid-tier... Always has a chance to make Europe. Never really does, <laughs> or it does once in a while. Never really has a chance to, uh, you know, win the cup or the championship. But they're kind of in it from the beginning. Everyone says they could be a dark horse, like number six or seventh favorite. But never the clear favorite. Never the sexy team. Once in a while, they'll win something. Is is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I I think, I think that's probably a good a good comparison to our the English brethren. <laughs> um, we are the Everton of MLS. Good, okay, a good team who will, you know, upset one of the top teams every once in a while. But when push comes to shove, and you know, at the end of the day, when you actually have to go account for what you have to show for it, will come up wanting. I, I want Champions League again. That's I want Champions League soccer being played at Rio Tinto. That's my goal. And I just don't see that happening with the decisions we're making day to day. 
I agree. I agree. I think we should move on from this. Uh, I think it's an awesome discussion. This is just a never ending. We can go on forever on this. I yeah, it was like a weird tangent. I don't even know how we got here. It's not a tangent. I, I think it's a really good discussion to have. I mean, it, it's it's state of the union, basically. It's state of the nation, RSL nation, in this case. Maybe that's what that, maybe that's what the podcast should be called. Anyways, beyond the point. Here's what, another thing I want to talk to you about, and I, I hope this is one of the this is the last thing we get into some details about. Not there shouldn't be twenty details. So we're gonna have six games in phase one coming up. Three at home, three away, if I remember correctly. RSL is trying to get 5,000 fans into Rio Tinto. Uh, so capacity, everyone knows, is just shy of 20,000. So one in four seats, roughly, should be filled. Let's face it. They should not have problem getting 5,000 people in there. I mean, if anything, they will have a much bigger problem trying to, only, trying to get only 5,000 people in there. Uh, I think people are itching. What are your thoughts on this, man? Because I know we're in the middle of this corona thing and I know there's social distancing. I know there's there's a lot of stuff happening at the same time. What are your thoughts on on, on getting a game going with, with a live audience, provided we know that the Monarchs did that not that long ago, but like nine people showed up? Yeah, I think it was like a couple hundred, like literally. Yeah. Um, yeah what are your I, thoughts on this 5,000 thing? I, I don't know. It it's I think time will tell. I'm hoping that, you know, they do it carefully and, and well. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't think I'll be, uh, and I think that's the part that kind of worries me. Like it's, it's gotta be kind of a crazy state of the world that I'm going, Hey, probably not going to go to the RSL game. <laughs> you know, like I've been there. I, I mean, I've left weddings and not like weddings of like, cool. Like, like, yeah, you have close family <laughs> weddings early, so I could go, you know, like go watch the game. Uh, you and I, like, we were roofing my parents' house one day, like literally getting new roof and like sunburned to a crisp and probably a little dehydrated. And that evening, we ended up going to the RSL game. I've sat in section thirty-five through literally snow and rain, and crazy heat and weird Sunday afternoon games. And this is kind of the thing where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to be, you know, and, and, and no judgment if you are like our cell nation is a pretty, uh, you know, come as you are kind of a uh, group. I, I, I would ask that, you know, everyone wears masks and is super careful and, you know, is aware of the surfaces that they touch and, you know, just, just look out for each other and, and be kind to each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's also not how I want to go back. Like this, we were, you and I were joking about the different matter earlier, but like section 35 has become this like safe space <laughs> for me at least. And, you know, it, it's got a little more symbolism to it than I think I care to admit. And this isn't how the regular season picks back up for me. Like th- this isn't it. This is still COVID is running the show. This is still, you know, it, it, it's not how I choose to support. And I think I'm going to have to, you know, support from home on this one. Um, but I also know that's not going to be the case for everybody. Yeah, no, I, uh, I get it. I'm actually kind of, we didn't talk about this part too much offline. 
So I'm glad you said it that way because I was totally planning on going. And I, and I hope that anyone who feels like going should go because I feel like going. But you're right. We also sit in section 35. And yes, we love supporting our boys. We love, you know, being there in person. But we also love the atmosphere. It's the singing, the chanting, the yelling, the post-match burritos. It's the waking up the next morning. Your throat hurts. And for just a minute, you can't remember why. And you get a little scared. <laughs> but you drank it's enough. It's COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the COVID. And, um, but that, that's what it is. I don't think it's going to be that. It's be that for a while. It's not going to be that this, this season, the rest of the season. I would still encourage anyone who feels like going and feels safe to go, provided, like you said, with all the, you know, stay safe out there, guys. Stay as safe as you feel like staying. How's that? You know, there's some people who just want to get the COVID. Fine, go get it. I'm not kidding. There are some people and that's fine. We're not here to judge. We never talk about politics. And it's the first time we might have talked about health on this call other than talking about an injury. But go do it. But I, I think you might have just changed my mind, honestly, with that last thing you, you said, which is the thing we are craving is not going to be there. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's not the 20,000 people. It's not right. the... You know, it's, it's not the singing. It's not the, you know, it's, it is not it. You're just watching a live soccer game. Right. That's what it is. It, and, it's and, so awesome. Right. I love to do it, but it's right. not, it's not, it, that's not what I'm missing. I'm missing the, the camaraderie. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It, it you know, I, I, I think it'll be, I don't know, maybe I turn on the TV and watch that first Colorado rap, uh, rush that LAFC game. And I'm going, what am I doing with my life? I made some horrible choices and I go to the other two, um, you know, anything's possible. Um, I don't know, man. I really, it, yeah, it, it's ultimately, I think everybody has to decide for themselves how comfortable they are or aren't going. And um, I, I think for the most part, our cell nation is a, sometimes we like to beat up on each other, but you know, we do have this commonality of, being these crazy diehards that I don't know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like do 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 what is most right for you and yours, and if yeah, it disagrees yeah. with somebody else's, you know, try to it's fine. Try to respect that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be some crazy times. Um, I'm I'm curious to see what RSL. A, I'm curious to see what our striker situation is gonna look like in these games. I'm curious to see what you know defensive shape is going to look like um substitution patterns it's there, there's all kinds of things that are still going to be up in the air to decide and discuss and we can examine that more closely yes sir all right so we have one more week before the games kick off so maybe next week we can talk about some actual you know let's look at what the reality in the ground is right and take it from for sure. there um i think we're good to go for this week my friend all right rsl nation it's your boys and Dylan the baker Adios. And we'll see you in a week. Bye.